Welcome to the vault where you can find the code to unlock your success. In this space, I invite real, inspiring and successful experts. We have eye-opening conversations about the way to reach your highest potential in life and in business. We will cover the mastery of mindset, energy, emotions, transformation, sales, marketing, thriving in business without losing your authenticity and balance. Hi, I'm Sonia Martinovic and host of The Vault, an entrepreneur, mindset mastery and online business coach with an obsession on real transformation. I'm on a mission to help entrepreneurs and other influencers master the mindset and build a successful and impactful business. Do you want to break free from your limitations and express your truest self in business and in life? Is growth your game and success your aim? Then you are in the right place. Welcome to the vault. Let's start cracking your code. And welcome to a new episode on the vault where we will level up with Danielle. Danielle Mulvey is a former flight attendant turned entrepreneur who has cracked the code on recruiting, hiring, and retaining what she refers to as the five-star employees. The top 15 of available talents who are game-changing, dedicated employees who share your core values and possesses the right qualities, aptitudes, and skills to produce at least a three times return on payroll. Never want to settle for average, Danielle has scaled her several companies to over 50 million in annual revenue while spending less than 10 hours each week overseeing her operations. And that's not all. Danielle authored the book, The Rapid Read Guide to the Five-Star Employee Rating System, and is currently co-collaborating with Wall Street Journal bestselling author Mike Michalowicz on a new book to be released in fall of 2023. Tentatively titled All In, How to Get Your Employees to Act Like Owners. And she also hosts the popular show Profit First Nation, the official podcast for Profit First. Welcome, Danielle. Hello. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I'm super excited because it's so important to have this team that can really help you build and scale your business, right? So, but before we dive into the good stuff and all the value that we're going to bring today, I would love to know a little bit more about your story. How did you end up building this business and why? Oh my goodness. So what's funny is it sort of goes back to my first business. I started at the ripe old age of 25. And my hiring philosophy was an advertising and marketing agency based in Nashville, Tennessee. And my hiring strategy at the time was to hire people younger than me, younger than 25, <laughs> with, with less experience than me, because if they didn't, they didn't have any experience, then they wouldn't know if I was doing things wrong or right, et cetera. So right. that strategy worked for my first few hires. And then, and, then I, and then I made a bad hire or a mishire. And I remember distinctly waking up one Monday morning and saying to myself, can I call in sick? to my own company because I didn't want to go in on that Monday morning and face this employee who just was not the right fit. He was making everyone miserable. He mm. was obstinate. He was didn't understand the concept of being an advertising or marketing agency and 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 needing to make changes based off of client needs or account executive needs and 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 it was just like oh my gosh this is bad and and that's when i said i need a 
I need a hiring strategy. I need a recruitment strategy because obviously just hiring people younger than me wasn't cutting, cutting it. And so it was really that moment that I just literally went all in on learning how to recruit and hire five-star employees, the best of the best. And that's been a almost 25-year journey that I have just been really, as an entrepreneur, kind of leveling it up, making it better and better in terms of a process and system. And I I am the host of, of Profit First Nation podcast with Mike and He's a obviously a, a prolific author on the space of, of entrepreneurship. And what's interesting about in hosting the podcast and working with businesses that have 10 or more employees and a million dollars or more in, in real revenue, their biggest problem to their profitability is in their biggest expense dragging them down, which is yeah. payroll, which is payroll yeah. because they have too many one, two, three-star average ho-hum or worse employees that are just costing them too much in payroll, inflating their payroll. Because as you as you mentioned, a five-star employee represents the top 15% of available talent in the market. But even better about a five-star employee is one five-star employee does the work of two or three one, two, or three-star employees. So if you've got too many average ho-hum or worse employees on your payroll, you're killing your profitability because you have double the number of employees or maybe triple the number of employees that you really need to have in your business. If you focus on just recruiting and hiring and retaining five-star employees, boom, you are way more efficient and way more profitable, especially in that that payroll category, because you can't pay for performance. I can't take an average ho-hum or worse bookkeeper and say, all right, Susie, I'm going to pay you $10,000 more. And, 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 and I want you to do this as well. That $10,000 isn't going to change Susie's aptitude and skills about being a bookkeeper. You're just throwing money away or you're just throwing money at Susie because you pay a five-star employee the same rate that you would pay a one, two, or three-star employee to do the same job. Yeah. And that's frustrating. That's frustrating for the rest of the team because I was just talking to Danielle and I've been a sales manager for two decades and I actually manage those teams. I know what a five-star employee is. I know. And, and it really hit me when you said like, this person was dragging everybody down. Even five-star employee potential, it's dragging them down and it's costing money to not have good employees. So please tell us what are the mistakes that people are making when recruiting, when they want to recruit a five-star employee, but they don't. They just recruit another one to yeah, it, a star employee. Well, I mean, the 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 first thing is, is, that we tend to want to believe people. Mm. So people will say, yes, I can do that. Yes, I want to do that. Well, of course, because psychologically, no one wants to be rejected. So a candidate who applies for a job and is up for a position, number one, is doing it because they need the job, right? They, They need to make the money. And so they tend to posture themselves to get the job. Yeah. Some people think, oh, I can fake it till I make it. Yes, I can do that. And, 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 and maybe they really think that they can do that. So the problem is, is that we believe people. And, you know, what I have always told my kids, 
since they were little is it doesn't matter what you say. It matters what you do. Action speaks louder than words. And so the first thing is it's so important. The biggest mistake I think people make is that they hire pace on what someone says they can do instead of actually testing them and seeing and checking their skills about what they can do. And, and, and we tend to be too subjective in our hiring process. Um, I sat in on interviews, my dad's company, he's been in business for, oh my gosh, over 45 years now. And so he's had lots of employees. He's a very loyal employer. He literally still has like some of his first three hires that yeah. he made 45 years ago. <laughs> and they're- Big on loyalty, you know, yeah. Yeah. What, one of them's great. The other two are average ho-hum or worse. But anyways, we'll, we'll put that aside. But 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 he did interviews. And what was so funny is, is he had four great candidates. I sat in on the interviews. It was for uh, a, a controller position in his organization. And his accounting firm was, it was in the interviews as well. And he had four candidates. And the first candidate to walk in was wearing a suit. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, dear. Like this guy could just walk out now because mm-hmm. when we did the, when we did the assessments, this one was the most qualified. This one was the most experienced, but my dad said, no, not interested. He wore a suit. Oh, Literally. Yeah. How more subjective can you get? Yeah. The poor yeah, guy yeah. wore a suit <laughs> and was ixnayed. Like there was no convincing of myself or his accounting firm. The guy was a dead candidate basically because he wore a suit and, and the, and the, and the candidate that my dad liked the most was, was candidate. Let's say he was literally number four. He was recent college graduate, did not have a degree in accounting, but was going to be the controller of a company that does $30 million a year in the construction industry, which has got a lot of like twists and turns and such with billing and such and pretty complicated. And he was a collegiate athlete and he wore jeans. And a polo shirt to the interview. And that's who my dad wanted to hire. Oh my gosh. So just so again, not, not, not judging yeah. the book by his cover, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is a guy that I can get along with. I was a collegiate athlete. Like, yeah. But people and, you are know, to, to, to find like similarities for the people to connect, right? So that could be like a huge pitfall when you when you hire someone. Absolutely. So, so we've got to get away from being subjective when we hire. So mm-hmm. the good news in this story is he didn't hire the guy. We were able to convince him to hire candidate number two with, with some, with some arm twisting and such, but, but, but it brings us to the point that you cannot subjectively hire. You need to objectively hire. You need to have a process and a system and the five-star employee rating system is a very objective way for you to assess existing employees and new talent so that you are getting exactly what you need for the role and you're not settling for the one, two, three star candidate. So we can dive in and and hit all five stars if you want. Yeah, of course. We want to hear them all. (laughs) Okay. So the first star, the first criteria is core value alignment. So I mean, I can't tell you if I had a dollar for every time an entrepreneur was just like, if I could just clone myself because, and the way that you can clone yourself is by starting your hiring process with core value alignment. Your core values, your true core values is really like what makes you tick. It, and it's what makes your organization different from your competition. Exactly. And, and, and these are not aspirational values. And, and these are the true core values of the owner. This is not a groupthink project. Maybe you think you have core values in your organization, but 
if you did it in a group environment, they're not your true, true core values as the owner. So it's really important that you have three to five core values, the owner's true 100% of the time, true core values with clarifying statements. Mm. So you don't want to just say, oh, we believe in attention to detail. Well, I mean, what does that mean? Attention to detail in one job is different than attention to detail in another company. So it's really important that with your your core values, you need to have clarifying statements. And, And you use your core values everywhere, including in the job posting. So this becomes the attraction factor or the repelling factor in your job posting. So people who share your core values and 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 it resonates with them when they're reading your core values and and the clarifying statements to really understand what your core values are, they're going to be like, "Oh my gosh, they're speaking to me." Like Yes, I'm looking for an organization like this. And for those people who who don't share those core values, they're going to be like, "Mm, I I think I'll go over here and and hit the easy apply button to this place who's just telling me I just have to send in my my, resume, my my resume, real real thin hiring process. So so alignment with core values is the the foundation. It's the first criteria in the five-star employee rating system. And if you just think about right now, like some of your mishires in the past, when you really think about it and you, and you think about, gosh, did they really share more, my core values? The answer is probably no. And so think about like, oh gosh, if I would have just tested them on, on, on core value alignment, I wouldn't have hired them. Wow. Yeah. So, so what's cool about the five-star employee rating system is as we go through it, you can kind of like test it on your mishires of the past, or maybe people who are driving you crazy in your organization now, because <laughs> you're like, they're, they're, they're just not getting it. They're like, they're not getting it. And and so apply this to those people. And, and, and that's how you can help prove this to yourself. And then you start using this system with your new candidates going forward. The second criteria in the five-star employee rating system is the 11 qualities of a five-star employee. So we've identified 11 universal qualities that are just necessary, required, the minimum needed for an employee in any small business, regardless of role. And out of those 11 qualities, two are coded green, which means if the candidate doesn't really have that sort of quality, you can consider if you want to train them up to it, really kind of coach them on it because those two green criteria are easy to 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 coach and and to help someone change in that. One of those green criteria is 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 insatiable is is learning and growing. And that's again easy because as an employer, we're exposed to lots of different things. As an entrepreneur, we're like such nerds and geeks about things, but our employees don't know what they don't know. So helping them kind of become aware of of industry news or or sources for industry information and 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 great books to read and such is is easy easy to bring to someone's attention so that they kind of are learning more. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's two qualities that are red and these are like true red flags. And okay. if someone does not meet your minimum acceptable rating for these two qualities, then sorry, they do not go any further in your process. And these two red qualities are number one, limber and number two, listen. So what do we mean by limber? We mean that they're adaptable, amenable to change. We don't use the word 
flexible because (laughs) that is a, right now that is a, that, that, that's a dangerous word for an employer to use. Yeah. Because especially in the situation right now. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. Especially since COVID. So do not use the word flexible because employees, when they hear the word flexible, they have their own expectations regarding (laughs) what's flexible. Okay. So, so, so just leave that to them. And, and, and you're looking not for flexible employees, you're looking for limber employees. Okay. Mm. And, and that's how you can stay on that, on the, on the right side of, 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 of flexible for employers. And then the second red quality would be that listening. So we want people who listen with all their senses. They're not just listening auditorily, but they're, but they're observing things. They're, they're an active listener. They're, they're kind of able to really kind of take in what's, what's, what's happening and what's going on and such. They're present. They pay attention. They look someone in the eye when they talk. It's, it's all of those things. And so if someone is not a good listener, they're just not going to be a good fit in a small business. Um, and I had an interview a few months ago with the candidate in March and I was, I don't know, a couple minutes, three minutes into the interview. And I'm like, she's not answering the questions that I'm asking. So then I was like, let me see if I kind of make it a, a shorter question or an easier question. And at about five minutes, she still wasn't answering the questions that I was asking. She was not a listener, <laughs> not a listener. And so at that point I said, oh, okay, well, thank you so much. I just don't think this is going to be a good fit with our organization. So I'm just going to give you back your time and best of luck in your, in your job search. And that, you know, when, when something is a red flag, when, when something starts to, you have a question in your stomach, that that's the point where you say no. Cause remember, we're looking for five-star employees, the top 15% of available talent for the given role. So statistically, one out of seven candidates is a five-star employee. So we need to eliminate six. It's like finding a needle in a haystack, but you can do it. Yeah. Uh, you have to eliminate but Starting six. from the beginning, right? So the, 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 the job description and everything, just starting from the very foundations, just making sure that you also repel people that are really not a good fit. Exactly. Exactly. So it's okay. Like you, you want to celebrate when a red flag pops up or you're filtering someone out because it's like, ah, Yes, I'm saving myself from a mishire. I'm saving myself from hiring an average ho-hum or worse employee. So I, we, and we want to, we want to be objective. We want to use a system. We want to use a process. We want to be consistent. And so the second criteria, those 11, the third criteria are the aptitudes and skills for the role. So we have tied just shy of 30 aptitudes. And these aptitudes include things like being proactive and and communication skills, et cetera. And so what we do is is we we have you go through and we have you pick mm, like seven to 13 aptitudes that are specific to the role. Because what's interesting is, is in your organization, you're going to have different roles and you need different aptitudes depending upon the role. And, And then you also need specific skills for the role. So remember I talked about hiring a bookkeeper and someone says, yeah, I I can be a bookkeeper. I mean, 
there is no certification for bookkeeping. People just say, I can be a bookkeeper. Yeah, I, I can do bookkeeping. So it's so important that whatever skills you need, you actually test those people's skills. I mean, I've had people, we don't ask for what your words per minute are, but I mean, I've seen resumes where someone has said, oh, I type 65 words per minute. And we bring them in and give them a typing test <laughs> and they're typing like 35 words per minute. It's like, they, they put like, oh, what sounds like a lot. I love because, you know, Danielle, I, I wanted to ask you where in the process is the testing, right? So you have assessments. You, I actually did this when I was a sales manager. I made someone sell me something, a pen or something. Just put your action where your mouth is. And then I could really see if it's, if it's someone who is truly listening and all of that stuff. So I, I really wanted to ask you how is the process of testing. How do you do a testing process of the candidate? Is it only the conversation and a couple of rounds they go through? Or is it like an assessment and then making, asking them, inviting them to work in the business for a day before hiring? What, what is these like tactical tips that you can give to the business owners? Yeah, for sure. So there's lots of different ways about, about testing. So we incorporate testing and skills testing through what we refer to as our gauntlet, our hiring process. So we have a, you know, about it, depending upon the role, depending upon the company, I have several companies, our process can be seven steps, or it can be 10 steps or more steps. And so we sprinkle skills testing throughout. We'll start with some basic skills testing after the initial screening interview. But we have people that we work with who are like bookkeeping firms. And they'll actually, what they do is our, our, our assessment called objectively higher that scores the candidate based off of the specific benchmark for the role. And then if that candidate scores 70% or higher, then they are automatically sending a bookkeeping test to that person mm -hmm. to test their skills. All right. And so, 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 so we see that they're, 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 they're a match for the role with their, with their mindset and, and all of that through the objectively higher assessment and they score 70% or higher. So that's a match. And then we send them this, then they get the skills testing for a bookkeeper. If they pass that, then they move on to the screening interview. In, in some of our companies that I own, our skills testing is a little bit further down the road, maybe after the screening interview. But you're exactly right. Another amazing way to test people is to have a job shadow day. And whether you're in office or remote, you can absolutely have a job shadow day. We, we actually pay people for the shadow day. So a remote position typically will shadow for about four hours. We include kind of like a breaking, having lunch or taking a break and, and kind of having a casual socializing with them. And if we're in office, that job shadow day is typically a six, seven hour day. Again, we pay the candidate for their time. And I mean, I've had candidates who have done two days of job shadowing. One candidate that comes into mind was coming from the pro commercial, wait, coming from property management industry mm -hmm. and wanted to work in construction. So he wanted to work for our construction material supply firm. And, and he was a great candidate and he was really excited to, to get into construction because he was getting bored with, with property management. And he came in and on the second day, he was like, I don't think this is for me. I think I'm going to stay in, in property management. And it was like, okay, no problem. I paid him like $250 for two days and, and it wasn't a fit. Great. Much better than bringing him on board 
paying him for two weeks and then him realizing, gosh, after two weeks, I'm yeah, not, this is not for me. And then he spends the next two and a half months trying to find a job to get back into property management. So then I've paid him for three months total before he, and then he quits and goes back into property management. Yeah. Or he maybe stops around for a bit. <laughs> and it's like an, an average or ho-hum employee or becomes one of those quote, quiet quitters. So yes. So that's why it's so important that, that you're testing the fit with the employee, giving them skills to do, see how quickly they can turn around something and see what the pace of your environment is and the expectations with a job shadow day. So, so old fashioned skills, testing, like bookkeeping, typing, we've designed specific tests. Like we, we, have a company that processes long-term care claims. And we designed a test that kind of helps us see, do they have the aptitudes of, of, of doing what we need to do for, for a claims examiner? So yes, yeah, so, so you definitely test the candidates. Then fourth star in the five-star employee rating system is success metrics. So what you want to do is you want to have three to five key responsibilities for each role. And those key responsibilities are what's important to drive revenue in the company. So, I mean, even an administrative assistant is driving revenue in the company because they're Absolutely. taking off the plate what their 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 boss is a high value employee who's maybe bringing in $1,000 per hour when he's focused on client work. But if he's doing administrative stuff, then he's doing the job of someone that's getting paid $25 an hour. And that's not a good use of his time. So the, 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 the admin is actually a revenue producing job because she's clearing the, the stage for the, for, for their boss to mm -hmm. really make the, the bigger dollars and such. So you want to have success metrics and you want to quantify with numbers or a dollar sign. What is that key responsibility and how will we measure success objectively and, and quantified? So for example, I mean, and anything can be quantified. I, like I, right now I'm thinking about a preschool teacher and how can you quantify the success of a, of a preschool teacher making families really happy with, with their experience in her classroom and at the school? And you can measure that by that teacher getting at least one five-star rating per month or one note from a family every month about their child's experience in the classroom on Yelp. You could get the five-star rating on Yelp, or you could do surveys with, with your, with your families, if you're a preschool center, but, but everything can be quantified and you have to quantify. And, and, and when you quantify what success looks like in the role, you include that in your job posting because mm -hmm. an A player is going to be like, yes, if they're going to measure this, that means I can totally I can knock shine. this out of the park. <laughs> I can, I can shine. Mm -hmm. And if they do this, then that means they get rid of the bad people that don't do that, who I'm tired of working with at my current company. Oh yeah. It's, it can, it can drive people completely that I can drive a a complete team down, to be honest. Yeah. So, yeah. And well, so it's that, it's that repel and, and attract yeah. factor with your job posting. And, but then you, you talk about it during the interview process and, and you assess, can they do this? Have they had to hit numbers before? And, and it's, it's real easy to actually spend some time and being intentional about it in your interview process to assess for this. And then the fifth star, the final criteria in the five-star employee rating system is return on payroll. 
And so in this case, you're wanting to make sure that the employee is producing a 3x return on their payroll. And and I if you can if you can do it, 4xing that that return on payroll is is super fabulous too. And all employees, not only sales and marketing, but also Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think that's important to emphasize. Absolutely. Yes, you're exactly right. Because yes, we always just think, oh, that that belongs to the salespeople, that belongs to people. But no, everyone, everyone should be having a 3x impact. And again, all of what we've talked about here helps you determine if these are the right employees for existing in your organization or not. So when you think about, hey, I've got Bobby here and I mean, he just seems kind of average and and he's not really knocking it out of the park. And 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 actually, like we're paying him $50,000 a year. He's getting about another $12,000 in benefits, employer taxes, whatever. And I don't even think we're covering his payroll with what he does in a year. That That's kind of the the whole ha-ha. So this is not the right person for, for the role. So you never want to settle. Yeah, absolutely. So... I love it. So tell me more about how people can find out more because you have so much to say. (laughs) And so Uh, how can they find out more about how to build this team of five-star employees? Yeah. Find you. So so you can go to fivestaremployees.com. That's the number five staremployees.com. Or I know we went through it pretty quickly. I've got, I've got a, a, I call it a white paper, but that's kind of a dated term. Um, but 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 I have a I have a packet on on what we talked about today, the five star employee rating system, and in it you get all of the eleven universal qualities of a five star employee. So you could start there in terms of like doing an assessment of your best employee versus your worst employee on on the 11 qualities, but it does have all five criteria of the five-star employee rating system. And you can uh, text never settle as one word, never settle to 411-321. 411-321 is what you're going to text. And you're going to text the word never settle as one word. Okay. Amazing. So tell me a little bit more about your why, where do you want to take the all in company? (laughs) Oh, you know what? The, the, the why is, oh my goodness, I I feel that through this process and 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 through the twenty five years of being an entrepreneur and all the different employees that I've had in my organization, some of them grew outside of the organization, and and that's great. But I want people to be happy in their jobs. I want people to be excited. I mean, we all have to work, and 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 when we're in the right job, when we're in the right role, and and we're successful, we're happy. And so using an objective hiring system and and teaching people how to objectively hire, we'll get the right peeps in the right seats, as I like to say sometimes, to make sure that everything is is right. And, And as an entrepreneur, it is hard when someone needs a job and wants a job and says they're a bookkeeper, you know, it's, it's, it's a disservice if we hire them and they're not really a bookkeeper, but we didn't take the time to truly assess, are they, do they have the skills to be a bookkeeper? Do they have the aptitude? Do they have the qualities? Do they align with our core values? I mean, yeah. not every bookkeeper is going to align with the core, your core values. So, so, so when you get the right fit, when you get that five-star employee on your organization, 
everyone's happy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that employee is going to be loyal for it's life. Going to thrive, or she's going to thrive even more by being surrounded by other people, like-minded people then. And it's so much easier to carry a mission out if you have even a couple of five-star <laughs> employees instead of people that are just not showing up. To right, that, or quiet quitting, yeah. not happy, not getting it, and not enjoying amazing. it. Yeah, it's amazing what you do because there is 75% of the people not happy in their job. Yeah. Not happy. So it, 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 is, it is a big thing that you're doing. Amazing. So just one last question. What is the one question that nobody ever asks you, but you would love to answer? Oh, my goodness. Guess where... Is where's one place in the world that I have not been that I'm dying to go to? And what is it? That would be Fiji. Oh, that's amazing. Tony Robbins. <laughs> okay, thank you so much, Danielle. And we will be next week to level up again with another expert. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Vault. Respect for showing up and creating your next stage of life and business. If you like this episode, I invite you to dive deeper and stay. The S stands for subscribe and share. Make a screenshot right now and pay it forward and send this to five friends who can benefit from this value. The T stands for try and transform. Try the technique, at least until the next episode. The A stands for action. Action creates success. Don't stay a student when you have a code. You should try to open the vault. And finally... The Y stands for you. This is about the most valuable asset of the vault and life in general. The one and only authentic you. So if this was your code, please comment and help the vault grow. Hashtag unlocked, hashtag next level, hashtag dive deeper. And see you next week to level up again.